On this episode of Inside Boxing Live, we break down Canelo Alvarez's dominant performance over John Ryder. He wins. What is next? Is it B-Ball? Is it Benavidez? It's probably B-Ball. Can he beat him? We'll see. Let's go. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another edition of Inside Boxing Live. This is a product of John Boy Media. I am Dan Canobio. He is a cigar-smoking Chris Algieri. It is late. Uh, we just watched Canelo Alvarez defeat John Ryder. Uh, thought it, uh, he was going to get him out of there early. A beautiful one-two in the fourth round drops Ryder. Ryder's tough, man. He, he lasted the distance. <clears throat> My parlay blew up in smoke, just like Chris's cigar. How are you, Chris? I'm good. Um, early on, I thought that the fight was going to end early and then I was going to look stupid because of what I said, but then was also excited because I wanted Canelo to excel. I don't care. Like, I'm one of those guys, I might make a prediction, but like, I don't want to stick to it if it, if it hurts the sport. But mm. at the end of the day, my prediction actually lasted. I thought that he was going to make it a tough, awkward fight that fans are not going to be happy with and we're probably going to be with that. <laughs> For the yeah. next couple days. I'm looking at a lot of my uh uh feedback from videos I just like a, a recap video I just posted and you know who should he fight next and it's like stay the hell away from Bivol and Benavidez fight Jake Paul and right off into the sunset there's no way he's beating Bivol there's no way he's beating uh uh there's no way he's beating Benavidez fight Berlanga call it quits I mean tough tough crap he said this in a lot of our lead up stuff it's like boxing is crazy like 2 years ago Canelo is invincible uh, loses a, a tough decision to Bivol, uh, has that ho-hum win over Golovkin, and now he's almost looked at as yesterday's news. Crazy, right? Well, I, I, I said that about this fight. It was, it was I, John was not the right guy to pick. John is a very tough fighter. He was going to come. He's going to fight. Well, he didn't pick all. him, though. Dude. This is mandatory. Uh, yeah, but listen, guys like Canelo don't have to fight mandatories. <laughs> they can pick... <laughs> For, especially for a comeback fight, like I mean, he could have chosen whoever, and it would have been okay. Like he, he can, he's above all of the mandatories and the governing bodies that, especially hmm. the WBC and the, and the, and they would all give him whatever he wants. They're to all get. in the ring afterwards, just trying to grab, touch a hold of him, you know, Suleiman. Of course, just touch Gilberto. it, just touch it, touch the. Touch the sweat on his shoulder. Hey, uh, we can use that three percent. We can use that. When are you going to give us our check? Yeah, big monies. Anyway. But John Ryder was not the right guy. I mean, mm. he. a lot of people were like, who is this guy? This, the, John Ryder is the wrong guy for so many reasons. One was nobody over here knows who he is. Uh, UK fans definitely know who he is, which if he fought him in the UK, it made a lot of sense. Fighting him over here made no sense. He's a very, very tough guy. Mm. The chances of him getting at him out of there, possible, almost did, didn't. And yeah. he just hung out. That, that, that's what John does. John's a very tough, rough, physical guy. He looked huge in the ring, by the way. He looked Jeez. way bigger than Canelo. Gorilla, that's right. How did Canelo fight at 75? Oh, that's a good he, question. He looked small at 68. Yeah, he's going to be fighting next at 175 if he gets his way. Before we get into all of that, uh, this episode is brought to you by HelloFresh, Chris. HelloFresh takes the hassle out of mealtime. 
especially this spring, by delivering pre-proportioned ingredients uh, and easy-to-prepare recipes right to your door. Skip the checkout lines because HelloFresh dinner has you covered. Um, I love HelloFresh because I live in Manhattan. I work until 5, 6 uh, in the afternoon or at night. I go home, and I have all my ingredients there waiting for me. I don't got to go to the grocery store, and it's very good for you, too. Chris is a chef. He'll tell you that it's good for you. HelloFresh keeps your taste buds on their on your toes. 40 recipes and 100 seasonal and convenience items to choose from each week. This May, for instance, HelloFresh is celebrating Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. Limited time, authentic recipes created in partnership with Chef. Wow, they're really giving me a tough name here. Chef Serbini Sanhi. Uh, and enjoy cultural taste tour right in your own kitchen. Uh, and how about this? Uh, I made some HelloFresh last week. Loved it. It was really good. And like I said, if you're on the go, like most people are, uh, you come home, the last thing you do is you want to cook. You just want to lay on the couch, watch the Yankees. You want to lay on the couch, watch the Knicks, lay on the couch. And, and like Chris does, he watches the Housewives. Um, you could just make your meals. Boom, right then and there and go. How about this, bro? This is like almost hard to believe. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Boxing16. Use code Boxing16 for 16 free meals plus wow. free shipping. They're giving wow. away meals. HelloFresh said just take our meals. Uh, that's HelloFresh.com slash Boxing16. Start using America's number one meal kit today. That's Boxing16. Love that. Listen, I, I, I can cook. I'm not a chef. I know this <laughs> I guy call you a chef. chef. I'm, not, I'm not a chef. I have a cookbook. I like to cook. Anyway, but HelloFresh, awesome. Yeah. I, I've used it. It is very easy. It is, I mean. Yes. It's the, almost, it's the, I don't want to use the word idiot proof, but. No, no, it, it is. is it but. definitely is. I mean, most people that listen to our show, I mean, no, no offense to them. I mean, not me, at least. Um, yes. Uh, so I'm happy they're on board. Uh, so Canelo Alvarez gets the win, and he, uh, he, he I thought he looked. I agree with Maddox. I thought he looked B, B plus. Like, I thought he came out um, fast, uh, as fast as, like, Canelo would go, even though that's about no more than 40 punches around. Uh, beautiful one, two in the fourth round. Just vintage Canelo drops Ryder. I was like, all right, this is going to be an early night. And then he kind of fades. He kind of fades a little bit towards the end. He was actually outthrown over the last three rounds. Um, was outlanding him. It was low volume, high accuracy, uh, decent power still looked something. I mean, he's 32 and he's had 63 fights. That's what it looks like to me. It looks like there's a little bit of slippage, but he's, he's still pretty good. How would you rate his overall performance? I don't think it's, it has to do with the 32 and 60 and 60, whatever fights it's, it's it, it, the long career for sure. But it's also like, I don't think he was really up for John. I think he thought that John Ryder was a perfect pick for a comeback fight off the hand injury. I think he thought that he was going to get him out of there. He didn't think that John was as tough as he was and is. Um, but that that's what John is. He's one of those guys. He's he's one of those, he's a stinker. He gets in there and he just makes a tough fight. He makes it ugly. Um, that's how he's successful. He's tough as hell. He fought better after the knockdown than he did prior. Yeah, love up, that. Up to the knockdown, he barely he did nothing. He looked like he looked like every British fighter who's ever fought Canelo <laughs> up until the knockdown. He just looked like I'm just gonna sit here and just be un- one thing before I get. I mean, I'm completely unprepared to get beat yeah. up. And one thing before I forget this whole like narrative with Canelo the <laughs> Brit basher, like 
It isn't that doesn't make him look like great. I don't think. I think he needs to start fighting other than these British guys. Like start fighting like American fighters. Start fighting David Benavides. Start fighting some of these guys we want to see. Like I understand it's it's cool graphic and it looks great on social media. But now seven and over is British fighters. Like okay, I'm supposed to be impressed by that. I I don't get it. Well, historically, we've never cared about that over here because the British fighters are never on the same level as the American fighters. Like a lot of guys, all the all the British fighters wanted to come here and fight American fighters and come to American soil and like really listen. Everyone comes to America, so mm-hmm. beating up all the fighters from other countries is not a good look. F- really, historically, for any of us over here to kind of think that way. So yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Yeah, so back to what you thought of his overall performance. What, what would you give? What grade would you give him? You're a professor. I mean, uh, B minus. Do you think there was like do you, see, do you see any signs of slippage? Do you see like obviously this no, isn't I, 2018, I, I, I 2019, see signs 2020? Of not being, no, I, I I see signs of not being up to the fights. Like he's not. He, the, this fight is not going to make him excited, and. Really, even in front of like fifty thousand in Mexico, his grandma, his abuela. Did you see that? His abuela had never seen him fight before. Ninety-four years old. She's giving him the voodoo before the fight. Like you don't think he was up for something like that? I I think he's trying to be up. Mm. I think he's looking for reasons to be up. I think going home, taking this fighter, this opponent. Listen, at the end of the day, we're fighters. Like fighting at home is one thing, but like I don't know. John wasn't the right guy to bring home. You're not gonna I mean, blow like you said, I know you say he doesn't have to do mandatories, but he kind of, if he wants to keep those belts, I mean, I mean, technically he does. I know he gets the Canelo rules and gets go around that, but I, I, he maybe could have got like a defense. This, this is it. This was really it. They were, I don't know who else he could have came up with. Like this guy was in line, mandatory, tough. Yeah, I, I, I could agree to a certain extent that maybe, yeah, he wasn't like fully up for it. Like he would be for a, a Bivol fight. Um, I still think you should have fought John over in UK. I think that would have been. This was still a cool scene, sense. though. Pretty fun scene. Oh but, no, 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 no! Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, fighting at home was awesome. Guadalajara was amazing. I mean, Guadalajara is amazing, but I don't know if bringing John there was the right move. Ryder, I, I keep saying John Ryder. Like I, I mean, he's a he's a very very tough guy. I I did plenty of. So we did our first interview about him. What was that like in January? When we, when we did our a preview? Yeah, like around March. Yeah, preview. And like, I was like, oh, John's going to be, you know, one of those guys. And he's going to be really tough. It might be an ugly fight. People are not going to be happy about it. I was partially right. I wasn't as right as I thought I was going to be. But, uh, you know, I, John was still a tough guy. He's probably the wrong guy to choose. For that. It's, it's, it's really hard to look good against John. Yeah, I think we said that, like, and Canel said this too, like the first couple rounds are going to be difficult and it's going to be tricky. I think the it, wasn't. F- it wasn't. It was the opposite. <laughs> it was like the yeah. la- middle rounds were tricky. First four the rider was three rounds are really yeah. tough. The rider didn't throw much in the first four rounds. He went down the fourth. Uh, he kind of found his rhythm there in the second uh, uh, half of the fight. Uh, got tougher as it went on. Got tougher after the knockdown. Whatever. Uh, what it was. It was. We knew. Kind of knew how this fight was going to play out. We knew it was going to be this type of ten to two, eleven one. One judge had it twelve zero. Whatever, Canelo's back. He's he's in the win column, and now we look to what's next. Before the fight, he said, "I want Bivol. I want the rematch. I wanted it at one seventy-five. I want it on the exact same terms as last time." Bivol says, "You know what? Yeah, I want the rematch too. But how about we do it at one sixty-eight? 
Let's do it for all your belts. Put something on the line, Canelo. We're going to put my belt on the line this time. I'll go down to 168. I'll beat you again. I'll take all four of your belts. And Canelo say, no, no, no. I wanted that 175 now. As badly as I want to see the Benavidez fight, that's not next. He's fighting Bivol next. It's just a matter of what weight. And I think it's going to be at 175. And do you think he can beat him? Because I don't think he can. What do you think, Chris? I don't think he beats him at 75 or 68. We, we, we've talked about this ad nauseum on, on the podcast. Like, I think the Benavidez fight makes the most sense next. I think that Canelo can actually has a, a much better chance of beating Benavidez than he does Bitball. I think he actually beats Benavidez at this point. But I do, I do too. Yeah, I, I, which which has changed my mind in recent recent thought. Um, I just don't I don't see him beating Bivol. But if he fights Bivol and beats him, brown him. We're, I mean, we're talking all time great. <laughs> like, it's intriguing. It's, crazy, I mean, right? We don't want to see part. it. That's but what we do. That's what Canelo's going for, though. That's what he's going. He's being like, "Hey, listen, I I I I get this fight. I." It's basically an upset. It's basically a, 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 I am erasing history in terms of him beating me. Like it's a ball. That's move, what he's man. going for. He's fighting for legacy. It's a super ballsy move. It's a ballsy move. It can backfire. Um, that's why the weight comes I into think play. It, I think it will. The the weight comes into play because if he does it at one sixty eight, which I, I don't think Bivol has much like negotiating power here, but like yeah, he did has the win over him. But come on, it's Canelo Alvarez, like. You do it at 168, there's a lot more on the line. Um, but there's going to be that whole thing where, yeah, you avenged your loss, but you did it at a different weight. At 175, it's just Bivol's belt on the line. You know, there's a, it's different at 168 for a number of, of reasons. I kind of like Bivol kind of countering and saying, no, 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 let's do it at 168, even though I, I don't think smart when it gets to the negotiating table, like, what do you think? Like, I, I don't think Bivol's going to get his way there. It's going to, I think Canelo wants it at 175, he's going to get it at 175. Well, none of this is that Bivol's way. So the only the only aspect that goes Bivol's way is the money because he's getting the biggest money fight they could possibly get. Like, what has he been doing lately? You know, he beat Ramirez in November. We're in May. We're in May. Hasn't fought since. Canelo fought tonight. You know, Bivol's going to wait around for Canelo. Yeah, he's got to wait. Actually. So we're looking at Bivol being off for... Almost a year, it's ten a months. Shame. It's a shame. It's a damn right, shame. It's a shame. He's one of the best fighters in the world. Essentially, waiting around for Canelo. I don't blame him. No, I no. Uh, well, I mean, I he tried know, to but... fight. He was supposed to fight uh, Gilbert. Uh, no, he was supposed to fight. What's his name? No, that no, was Gilberto Ramirez. No, he really had no. Boatsy turned him down. He just has that Canelo lottery ticket dangling. Of course, he's going to wait. But I would like to see him fight. In the meantime, yes. Uh, do I think the that time off will hurt Bivol? Maybe, but I still think he's going to win. I think you think he's all wrong for Canelo. You agree? Um, I think it's next. I think that uh, Canelo really wants that. Eddie Hearn can make it happen. Eddie loves being with Canelo. I mean, look at this. They pull out all the stops. The entrance was amazing. Uh, you know, the whole weekend, you can just tell Canelo and Eddie really like working together. So I can see that lasting as long as it can. And I'm going to go even as far as to say, after Canelo fights Bivol, he's going to fight Berlanga. I don't think we're going to get the Benavidez fight anytime soon. Because it's just like, I, I think he can win. 
I think Canelo can beat Benavides. Uh, Benavides is going to keep getting better. Still under 25 or 25 years old. I, I just think Canelo is, is really likes with matchroom and just doesn't really care what the fans think. Get the Bilval fight. Should he beat him? He'll go back down to 168. Probably fight for longer at this rate. You're breaking my heart here, Dan. <laughs> it's just what I see, man. It's what I see. You, you, you see, see, you are optimistic, Dan. I am pessimistic, CA, and you're breaking my heart. That's well, that's. Why would Canelo fight Benavides? Ask me. Answer it. If he answer that question, why? Get him now. Fight him now, because I, I, I there's a chance to beat him. The longer this goes, the more dragged out it becomes. It becomes Canelo Twilight fighting young, hungry Benavidez. And he loses. It's one of those, like, the older, the younger lion eats the younger, uh, older lion situation. Mm-hmm. And I think now he has a chance to do the Trinidad friend of Vargas, the Trinidad David Reed, the Floyd Mayweather Canelo. <laughs> like, you, you get the guy early. Maybe it's too late. Maybe Benavidez is already too seasoned. But I don't know. I, I mean, he looked good the... against Plant, but I thought there were like moments right. in the fight. I was like, oh, he can get, you know, he, there's moments where Canelo can can do his thing in there, and there's moments where Benavidez. Uh, well, if you take doesn't... that fight, you like Plant learned from Canelo fighting Canelo, right? And it made him better against Benavidez, and then you saw that, and you were like, wow, okay, maybe Canelo can actually beat this. Guy. Well, I mean, most people think he can beat him anyway, but like. Guys like us who were like, well, I think Benavides beats Canelo. I saw that fight and I was like, you know what? Canelo can actually still beat him. Hmm. The next two fights for Canelo, I think, are Bivol and I think Berlanga. What do you think Canelo's next two fights are? I think if Canelo is smart, he's going right to Benavides. And don't... then after that, it's whatever the hell he wants <laughs> because he is Canelo Alvarez. I, I think something has to go really wrong here for him not to fight Bivol now. See- the stars it's like uh, i know a lot of a lot of the moves are going that way a lot of the the, the signs are going that way but listen that all those signs all those talks happen before the fight tonight yeah matchroom's busy so, man what it's... happens next for what with canelo what happens next he he just he just finished the fight with with, with Ryder, mm-hmm. which went the way that i think I, I remember what you said but it's definitely the way that i said it was going to go so, what's what next? Now? Is I mean, a, lot, a lot of the world thought a lot of the world were like, "Who is John Ryder?" Well, John Ryder's a tough guy. So, yeah, I I agree. We kind of you know opened the eyes of some people to say that this guy's tougher than he is. But I think more people would be like, "All oh, right, is Ryder tough or is Canelo falling off?" Because people just well, hate that's, on Canelo. So, so that that's the whole thing. Like, you and I said that Ryder's a really tough guy, really hard out, really tough guy to look good against. I and I said he's gonna make everyone Canelo's gonna win. He's gonna make everyone like kind of like upset about it because they're like, oh, do I, I thought he's gonna do more. I thought, but that's just I think that's more John than it is Canelo. I thought Canelo looked good. Yeah, it's just we'll see. Know, we'll uh, see Ryder, what's next. Ryder's one of those guys. We'll see what's next. Uh, I'm not, I I think if I could put money on it, I would put the ball uh, rematch September. I think it's almost like ninety nine percent. Maybe there's that little one yeah, percent where you can fight Benavides, but uh, some other news tonight. Regis Progre officially signs with Matchroom. Um, we was flirted about last week. It was reported. Uh, Regis shot it down. But there he was with Eddie uh, ringside. Interesting move. Uh, according to Mike Coppinger at ESPN, Top Rank offered more money 
Uh, that kind of goes against what we said on our last show. We kind of came to the end of it, that whole segment we did. We were like, you know what? He should probably just get the most money at the best deal because it's so fractured at 140. Just hope belts move around. Hope you can do a cross promotion. But apparently he takes less money with Matchroom. He's fighting June 17th against Liam Paro, who is an Australian fighter in New Orleans. I thought it was interesting, Chris, because during the interview with Mannix, they asked Regis, who do you want to fight? He goes, I want Ryan Garcia. I want Tank Davis. I want Subriel Matias. None of those guys are with Matchroom. <laughs> They're all with different promotions. Uh, it all changes if Haney goes to Matchroom. If Haney goes to Matchroom, then we got ourselves a nice little fight at 140. He also has to move up to 140. It's an interesting move. It's a, it's a weird move. Progray's almost 35 years old. Uh, we finally thought that once he won this title and he became a free agent, he was would go to top rank. I feel like top rank was probably made the most sense. Even PBC, I had Matchroom third in terms of making the most sense, but it's official. What does making more money mean? This I is guess. what everyone behind the scenes don't understand. What does that mean? Maybe the first fight, right? Maybe maybe the deal, maybe mm-hmm. whatever signing bonus. I mean, uh, sure. But the way they worded it was that top ranks offer was more. So who knows? But but, but that's my point. What is the offer behind the offer? Mm -hmm. Is it the signing bonus? Because I I can't imagine top ranks having a big signing bonus. Don't know the details of. Matro might have a bigger signing bonus with with a with an early fight against a Liam Paro who is not that dangerous and a decent payday versus going to top rank and fighting uh, Ramirez. Who's a very dangerous opponent? What about the T.O. Timo Taylor winner? Yeah, but then you got to wait. No, what do you mean? Wait. What are you gonna do in the meantime? Well, I know yeah, you. Yeah, fight's happening. Yeah. Well, so, and if you would have signed with Top Rank, he would just would have fought a Liam Paro of Top Rank, like someone at one forty, and then from there fight okay. the winner T.O. Timo Taylor or see if Haney. Sticks but they don't around. have. I mean, the, the 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 Liam Paro of Top Rank would be Barbosa. Yeah. Basically, undefeated. You know, like world level contender. I mean, Larry Power was a little higher than Barbosa in terms of where he's at in world ranking. Mm-hmm. But like, again, you're talking about signing bonus. You're talking about first fight. You're talking about next fight. Like, people don't understand how how complicated these these contracts are in terms of signings and first fight, second fight, third fight, and how they expand. Yeah. So, uh, I think that his team has been very smart in the way they've maneuvered him, and they're looking contract contractually intelligently about what's going on next so i i don't know i, I when coppinger says like oh there's more money in top rank that's ah, that's a that's a i, I thought top rank the, ESPN the, 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 was there's the, a screen on that yeah. something saying like that i thought top rank espn was the move um fight ramirez you've been flirting with for years fight teofimo taylor uh haney sticks around there cspn a lot of a lot of um exposure even PBC, I I heard Super Matias might be actually like, not I wouldn't say out of PBC, but like because a free agent that changes everything too. Um, but they got Matias. They have Roly Romero is about to be a world champion. Uh, next week at this time, next Saturday night, he's going to be a world champion. So that's two of the four belts belong on the PBC side if Matias stays. Like Haney is the big X factor here. I've heard rumors of Haney going back to Matchroom. Like a lot has to change there. Haney has to win against Lomachenko and then he has to vacate all his belts then he has to move up to 140 then he has to go to matchroom um but if he moves to matchroom then Progray Haney could be a fun fight but if Progray stays at matchroom and he fights Liam Paro and then he fights Jack Catterall and then he fights another like European guy 
it's like, all right, I don't want to hear anything from Ferger anymore because all he did was talk about how these guys are ducking me. I'm out. I'm frozen out of big fights. Comes a free agent. And yeah, maybe he got a good offer. That's great. But like, he's always talking about how he wants to be in big fights. And and if it's how he think it might go at matchroom, I mean, good for him for, for getting a lot of money, but you're going to not be in the biggest fights. Hey, listen, he's 35. If you wanted to take the bag and take the easiest route, a, a lot of fighters would not fault him for that. Get it, definitely. We'll see if that's the case. But, I mean, I, we spoke about it on the last show. It was like, hey, there's a lot of opportunities to cross-promote with, with the world that we live in now. It's very different now than it was, you know, five, six, ten, ten years ago. Um, but, I mean, only time will tell. I mean, listen, it's – we wanted to say, oh, we got the bag now, but maybe not. But we don't yeah. we don't know the back end right. deals because that's boxing. We also don't know who will fight. Like I'm sure Matchroom signed him to make the biggest fights possible. Uh, you'd think. Um, I'm hoping he gets some of these big names. Who could, it could all change. Three fights, a lot can change over over the course of three fights. But I want big things for Regis Progre. I mean, he's, Eddie Hearn says we're gonna make this guy into a star. I'm like, dude, he's 35. <laughs> what, what do we do? I, I, like, I agree. The guy should have been a star already. He has all the potential to have been like a top five, like popularity, you know, popular fighter with his style and his his whole just demeanor. The guy is awesome. It's funny because he he started kind of late. He made like made a splash when kind of late. Yeah. And then he had a lot of time off. Yep. And he made a lot of really good business deals. Where he actually made some money, but was not on the right. forefront fighting the top guys. Sure. Like he, the tournament was really good for him because awesome. he got to win a world title. Like he became a world champion in the tournament. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he fights Taylor. They have a great fight. He loses to Taylor. Taylor turns out to be the top class of the, the, the division. Mm-hmm. He disappears for a while. He starts fighting in other places, making a lot of money though. But he made a million. And now he's giving a million to fight on Triller versus Ivan Redcatch. Which is insane. 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 Cause because Red Capture is literally an opponent for guys, and they left in the stretcher. Like, remember? Yeah, I was. Yeah, he bit Danny Garcia. He bit he, Dan- he lost a thirty-five. He lost a thirty. No, but you're still spot on, though. You're spot on. Like he after the World Boxing Super Series, Per Gray went like haywire, but also like made money. He's made had the weird. He's had a very strange career. When you look back on it, like it should be studied because it's like all these weird. It was on a graph. Like, no, it should not be studied. It should not be studied. It should be like, wow, that's that's an anomaly. That should still never study that, it though. Still never, look at it. That will never happen again. <laughs> still look at it <laughs> and be like, whoa, again. look at this. Look at this career. Let's take a look at this one. The Bella it's... fighting on like New York shows to like, yeah. I mean, I, I remember he struggled with like a local guy in New York, and then like blew up all over the states and then the country, and then became a world champion in the title in a tournament. Wow. And then disappeared, and then fought Redcatch for a million. It's 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 a wild. He also made a lot run. of money with Probellum. He fought like Tyrone McKenna. I think he made like yes, not a million, but damn close to it. Uh, Matchroom also signed Andy Cruz, probably one of the best amateur fighters of all time. Guy beat Keyshawn Davis, won a gold medal, uh, multiple time amateur champion out of Cuba. Lightweight division, man. I'm telling you, between 135 and 140, it's like 10 deep, but like awesome talent under 25. Guy Cruz is a beast. That's all I got. You there, Chris? I'm there. I don't, I don't <laughs> even know who you're talking about. But... You don't know Andy Cruz? 
He beat. He won the gold. He beat Keyshawn Davis in the in the. But where 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 did where did you bring him up? Bring him up come from? He signed with Matchroom tonight. Oh, oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't get that. I, we went from like pro grade to that guy. I, I head on a swivel, that. son. Yeah, I, I just saw it too, dude. I, it it's 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 two in the morning. Like, it is one fifty. It's twelve fifty eight. Uh, before we say goodbye, Steve Spark, I love you, man. You got robbed. My parlay blew up in my face. A lot of people were were riding with this parlay with me. I feel bad, but it's not like the parlay blew up and like I just had a horrible pick. Like he won that fight. He won. I had him winning that fight. Going into the fight, I thought he was winning the fight. In the fight, he listen, he had a bad start. He got dropped, came back strong. I mean, I thought he started good, got dropped, came back strong late. Uh, yeah, that, 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 I feel bad for the kid, yeah. You don't feel bad for me? I lost no. 50 bucks. Literally never feel bad for you. <laughs> I'm counting that as a win on my record. Um, I don't. I'm counting no, it as no, a win. People, people, people at home don't either. Bank account isn't either, too. Bank account's like, no, you lost. DraftKings is like, yeah, wait, you, you're counting that as a win? We're not. Thanks for the right. 50 that's, bucks. That's how it goes. Yeah. Damn it. So, so, dude, uh, DraftKings doesn't work in Florida? What? 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 Is that true? Uh, yeah, I tried to, tried to sign so up. I'll, I'll, I'll place your bets. I got, a, I got a VPN now. VPN from Indonesia. Let's, let's also... Oh, wait. Let's also uh, let me. I'll email my guy DraftKings. We'll try to fix that. Give you a special special Algeria treatment. I mean, I'm I'm basically a New Yorker. Yes, you are. You're a New Yorker that happened. Wait, what's going on in the UFC? Um, so who uh, who's fighting Aljamain Sterling right now? I don't know who's winning, but let's go Aljamain. Go Long Island. Aljamain is a, a Long Islander. Yeah, he's a big time Long Island guy. He's Brother, younger brother, fought for my brother's promotion, and yeah, he's a he's a Long Island guy through and through. Um, we'll have another I show. I with Aljamain actually. Beast. Cejudo hasn't like I feel like Cejudo was the man and then left. At least like his first <laughs> fight in like three years. years, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's his first fight. And he's he's dude, very cool guy. I like both guys actually, but. So who does like a media guy? Like I see him hosting Mike Tyson's podcast, and he's got his own. Yeah, thing. he does a lot of like uh, he does a lot of fight breakdowns and shit too. Yeah, he seems like he's a good character. It's probably good for the sport to have him in it. Um, yeah, that's what's going on next weekend. Crazy come back. Yeah, it's crazy to see him back. Um, we'll have another show later in the week. Um, we'll see how this Canelo stuff plays out. Uh, we'll take a look towards Roly Romero. We'll have some other fun. What's going on late? We're getting closer and closer to Haney Lomachenko. Um, yeah, it's going to be a lot. We have a lot coming for you um, down the pipeline. That's it. Canelo wins. Uh, we'll see what's next. Probably Bivol. Probably Bivol. Dude, I don't know what kind of inside information you have. I'm listening to Canelo Alvarez, and I'm watching him very happy with – I'm watching Eddie Hearn in pajamas, Canelo's pajamas. He's fighting Bivol. September, and we'll probably do a watch party at the office. I have a grand old time, and maybe he'll win. He'll probably lose. <laughs> I'm tired. Keep your hands up at all times. Protect yourselves at all times. Stay out of those DMs. We out. <laughs>